So as we are going to be having um, a session talking about the Spirit and the Word, I'm going to begin by reading you some scripture from the Word. And it is kind of jumping around a little bit, so just, um, and I don't have a, ver a scripture passage up there to show you, so I just want to ask you to just listen, and, um, and then I'll be touching on this as we go through. Jesus says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. The advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. That's from John 14. Second Peter says, above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Spirit. Second Timothy, all scripture is God-breathed, is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And finally, Colossians 3.16, let the word of God dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. Will you pray with me as we start? Lord, this morning we are hearing about how your spirit speaks through your word, and so Lord, we need you to speak today. Take your word now, Lord, um, and wing it into the hearts of each person listening here in person or online. And we just say to you, Lord, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. We pray this in your name. Amen. So, <clears throat> I can't take that off, sorry. What would you do if I told you that God wanted to meet with you at 2 o'clock this afternoon? that he wanted to talk to you and tell you how much he loves you. And that he wanted to meet your needs, the need you have right now, the struggle, the issue, the confusion. He wants to talk to you about it. Would anything get in the way of you being there? Would your, would your phone or surfing the net or the newspaper or some other thing get in the way? I suspect if we knew that God was going to be there, wild horses would not keep us away. Well, the truth is, God does want to meet with you every day, not just at 2 o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> and he has given us actually an entire book filled with his words for him to be able to speak with us. The Bible, the living word of God given to us so that we can hear from him personally. Yet, so often, if we have to admit it, um, sometimes we act as if reading our Bible is like going to the dentist. <laughs> you know, um, we try to avoid it at all costs and we'll open it only because we really ought to, do, ought to do so. We're often happier listening to what other people tell us about God's word rather than opening it from our, for ourselves and hearing from him personally through it. So my prayer for us this morning is that we will have our eyes opened afresh. The Holy Spirit himself will speak to us and remind us 
He is going to talk to us through his word and we can actually experience it every single time we open this book. And so, so that you don't get lost in all my words, I'm gonna give you a road map to help you follow along with where I'm going. So we're, I'm gonna to talk to you about the spirit and the word in three divisions. Inspired by the spirit, God has spoken. Illuminated by the spirit, God still speaks. And invited by the spirit, God invites us every day to hear from him. So that's my little outline. So um, let's just get started, first of all, with inspired by the Spirit. Now, I think the first thing we have to really understand before we and just push everything else aside is that God really wants us to know him. He does. He's not hiding from us. He is, in very nature, completely relational. Adit reminded us last week, he is three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, existing forever in this glorious, harmonious relationship. Actually, theologians call this perichoresis. It's a, a divine dance of love where each member of the Trinity glorifies and loves the other, existing in this type of loving relationship that as humans, we actually can't truly comprehend. And it's out of that mutual love, out of that relationship that God chose to create men and women to invite us into that. That is what we are created for. And despite our sin, that is still what God wants for us. That's why he sent his only son, Jesus. That's why Jesus was willing to come here and die a terrible death on a cross to make it possible for us to get back into that relationship with him. And that is why... He has given us his spirit. When we believe in him, he comes to live inside of us. And we get the kind of intimacy and relationship with God that nobody else, the world actually can't understand. And this is why he gave us his word. Because the truth is we can't know God until unless he reveals himself to us. We can know him, yes, in many ways. One way is through creation that we heard through Adit's beautiful sermon last week. Through the, the, as we look at the beauty of creation, it sings to us of our Lord's creativity, his generosity, his love, his power. It tells us many things about him, but there are some things we can't know about God unless he tells them to us. And so he has given us a book filled with words, his words, revelation about his nature, his character, and his activity in the world. So this book, this Bible, was written by over 40 human authors over the course of thousands of years, yet the truth is, every word in here was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Second Timothy, as we heard earlier, all scripture is God-breathed. God breathed those things into the minds and hearts of the, the authors who were writing it. So yes, they're written by men. Yes, in their own style, in their own historical context. You can, you can experience their culture as you read it, but every word there is written under the guidance and direction of the Holy Spirit. The words are here because the Holy Spirit wanted them to be written down. And this is true for both the Old and the New Testament. Peter tells us, above all, you must understand, the, prophet, the one I read earlier, that no prophecy came about by the prophet's own interpretation. Prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though humans spoke from God, as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. 
Yes. Now, you don't have to take my word for it. The Bible itself testifies to the fact that this is God's word. Yes, the verses I just quoted to you tell us that, but also we have prophecy that proves these are God's word. This book is filled with predictions and prophecies about the future. And um, many of these prophecies have already come true, particularly in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Now, because only God can predict the future, we know this book must be from God. And one really good example of this, there are many, I picked one just to show you how this works, in Psalm 22. It was written by King David during a time when he was really struggling. Enemies were following him around, he felt abandoned, he felt alone. And so then he wrote this, uh, this um, psalm 700 years before Christ, but the Holy Spirit inspired him to write it in such a way that it describes in incredible detail the suffering that the Lord Jesus would go through on the cross. Let me read you a few verses. He says, I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircle me. They pierce my hands and my feet. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. Does that not describe what happened to Jesus on the cross? And this was a time that uh, David wrote it when there was, they didn't know about crucifixion. Yet he says, they pierce my hands and my feet. This is just one example of how the Bible has foretold so many things. How can we doubt that this is from God? So this book contains the very words of God. So that means it is like no other book. As originally given, it's without error and completely trustworthy. If it's from God, then, we can believe everything that is written in here. We can claim the promises for ourselves because God will never change his mind and he will always keep his word and he will never lie. God is truth and this is truth. And this also means these words, if they're from God, they have authority, right? So that means we ought to pay attention to them, respect them, and yes, obey them. We can't sort of cherry pick and pick which ones we like. We don't like that, based on our circumstances or our comfort level or what our culture tells us. Everything in here is God-breathed. And so that means that we follow them. You know, God's word never changes. The culture changes, our opinions change. What the culture tells us next year will be different and 100 years from now will be different. God's word is unchanging. It is our plumb line of truth, actually. So, and the truth is, of course, then, we also need to really consider that we should embrace what God tells us because um, he knows what's best for us. He created us. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, we actually don't know what's best for us. <laughs> God does. Um, and just as a loving parent would, does put parameters around their child, you know, not letting them play in a busy street or not letting them eat endless amounts of candy, God has put parameters around our life. He's given them to us in here for our own good, for our own flourishing. So, God has spoken, but... He didn't just speak and then stop. He still speaks today through his word. So that brings us to the next part of what I want to talk about. 
You know, A.W. Tozer, some of you know him, he's a beautiful writer. He wrote The Knowledge of the Holy and the Pursuit of God, and he really, really knew how to listen to God. And he said this about God's word. God is here and he is speaking. These truths are at the back of all other biblical truth. Without them, there would be no revelation at all. God did not write a book and send it by messenger to be read at a distance by unaided minds. He spoke a book and lives in his words, constantly speaking his words and causing the power of them to persist across the years. God speaks to us today, personally, through his word. You know, he didn't create us and just leave us here to try to figure out this life on our own. He wants to speak to us. He wants a living, breathing relationship with us. He wants to help us to live And he gives us his word, and he's also with us to help us understand it. Before Jesus went back to heaven, he told his disciples, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you, and he will be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he is with you and will be within you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And on the first Pentecost, God kept that promise and he sent his spirit. And ever since then, the moment, the nanosecond a person believes in Jesus, the very God himself comes to live inside of us. We're cleansed, he lives inside of us and he is with us forever. We're never alone again. He is God with us, Emmanuel, our advocate, our teacher, our comforter. And so he will then use his word to speak personally to us. He originally inspired the word and he will now illuminate those words to us as we open them. But we really need God to do this for us. Because without God doing that, as Gordon Smith said, the Holy, without the Holy Spirit, the Bible is just really ink on a page. But with the Spirit, it is the living, active word of God. You know, I became a believer in my 20s, my late 20s actually, so I can really remember what it was like to read the Bible before and after I became a believer. Before I knew Jesus, the Bible frustrated me, really frustrated me. I would come to it and I would, it would seem dry, really hard to understand. I didn't experience God speaking to me through it. I really didn't understand it. It just seemed like another language, actually. <laughs> but after I came to Christ, it was as if God opened the word up to me. It started to make sense. He would speak personally to me. I still struggled, yes. I struggled to have the time to be with him. I struggled to consistently experience him talking to me. I think that is a reality for many of us as we open God's word. But what really changed for me is when I, I joined Bible Study Fellowship and I started more consistently opening it and, and meeting together with others. And then the, the word opened up to me in a way I have never, had never experienced before. It was, it was life-changing for me. It was nourishment for my soul. Sometimes it would be as if scripture would jump off the page to me, but other times it was just like an everyday experience, like talking to a friend where God would speak to me and I would grow through his word. So here's the amazing thing. When we ask God's Spirit to speak to us and open his words, something supernatural happens. He speaks. He speaks directly into our hearts and minds. 
the verses will hit a place in our hearts deep inside and resonate with us in a way that doesn't happen with ordinary words. So this is dynamic. It's totally dynamic. We must avoid the error of thinking that this is static, that God spoke once, walked away, and that's it now, folks. Do your best. <laughs> no. God's word is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joint from marrow, able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God spoke and continues to speak. He speaks through preachers who unpack God's word for you, and, or if you are a preacher, he will speak to you so you can unpack them for others, and he will speak to us individually and personally if we will come alone. So he will speak, but we also have to recognize that we can't go in the other direction of the spectrum and think that we can make this word say anything we want. <laughs> we can't cherry pick. We can't just land here and land there and land there and say, oh, I think that's what God wants. We need to go through it in context. Scripture has to interpret scripture, and we must go through it under the submission and guidance of the Holy Spirit. So we ask him to do that, and when we do, God will achieve his purposes in our life through this word. As Isaiah tells us, God's word does not return empty, but achieves the purposes God has for his word. And so he has many things he wants to do in our life, many things he will do as we open up scripture. He wants to teach us. Jesus promised that he would do that. The Holy Spirit will come and teach you all things, he said. And I will remind you of everything, he will remind you of everything I have said to you. Through scripture, God teaches us about himself and he helps us to understand that Jesus is the savior. He lets us know about um, his character, his nature, the meaning of life, our own purpose. He also uses it to sanctify us, to make us holy, to make us like Jesus. He uses his word to gently convict us, to draw us away from error and back to himself. He uses it to direct and guide us. If we don't know what to do, often we don't. We can go to scripture, and he will say, this is the, word, this is the, this is the path, now walk in it. He, will, he did that for me when I was being called to be um, a teacher. He did that, he's done that for me over and over. He's probably done it for you many times. You don't know what to do, and he gives you a verse, and he, he helps you to understand what he wants from you. He uses it to realign our thinking and perspective allows us to see true reality. We can get really stuck in our heads, start to believe our emotions are real, um, but, or we fall prey to things, right? So he will realign it, help us to see the truth. He allows us to know him more. He draws us to himself. This is one big way the Lord uses scripture to reveal himself to us, to show us how beautiful he is. His grace, his compassion, his mercies are new every morning. He will just speak to us and draw us to himself so that we are filled with joy and want to worship him. He reveals his promises to us. Did you know this book is full of promises for you? And you can pray them to God and he will keep them. Um, Praying scripture is actually a very powerful way to pray. You remind God, Lord, you said this. Please make it true in my life. He comforts us and helps us. This is huge. God's word soothes and heals in a way that human words cannot. 
He knows us through and through. He knows what we need. And when we open his word, he whispers to our souls his love, his courage, his strength, his sustaining power. He renews our strength on wings like eagles so we can keep going. He gives us peace. How confusing this world is, how anxiety-driven, how overwhelming it is. When we come to his word, he speaks, breathes his peace into our hearts and our souls. The Holy Spirit does this and so much more through this living, powerful word of God. And he doesn't just do it when we open it. He also does it with his word that's embedded in our minds. He brings to mind certain verses that we're so familiar with, or verses we need when we're going through a certain circumstance, right? Or he draws our attention to these verses. I don't know if you've had this experience when you're going through something and suddenly a verse will pop into your mind, or some, you'll, you'll keep seeing the same exact verse over and over again. God has been doing this for me with a verse. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I can't tell you how many times over the past six months I've heard that verse in so many different contexts until finally I'm like, okay, Lord, I know this is from you. It's, we can recognize it, can't we? We, we, we see it. We, we know it's from God, spoken to, directly to us, and it is... No words can't put into, you can't put into words how powerful and encouraging that is to know the Holy Spirit is speaking directly to you. Scripture is God's language. When we learn his language well, we recognize him speaking to us. We can hear more from him. We can understand him better. And God will talk to us in many ways, but when he uses his word, his spirit, our spirit resonates with his spirit. And the more we open this book and become familiar with what's written in here, it's like we learn his language better. We recognize him more quickly. We hear from him more easily. So, God wants to speak to us by his spirit and has given us a book filled with words to do that. So I guess the question now comes down to, are we listening? Or do we think that we can get along quite fine without hearing from God through his word? Well, just let me tell you something. Whether we realize it or not, we really need this. We do. Like, like flowers need the sunshine. Like dry parched ground needs rain, like a starving man needs food, we need God's word. We can live without it, and we would probably limp along, we, 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 but we'd be half starved, actually. We'd manage, but we'd be weak, tired, only a shadow of the person we could be if we were properly nourished by God through his word. Jesus said, it is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but in every word that comes from the mouth of God. God's word is like manna from heaven. It nourishes us, and we need it like we need bread. And if Jesus recognized that, surely we must recognize it. And so we are invited every day by the Spirit to be nourished by him through his word. That's an invitation, an open invitation, 
And not just once, you can come as often as you want. You can, you can pig out on it if you want. <laughs> you know, the truth is that, um, as Edith told us last week, the work of the Spirit is not really, a, usually, often it can be, but usually for most of us, the work of the Holy Spirit is not sensational, but slow, gradual, and incremental. And we long for more of the Holy Spirit, don't we? That's why we're here. That's why we come to church. That's why we sing hymns as we pray for it, we ask him for it. But much of the work of the Holy Spirit happens slowly as we open his word and allow him to speak truth to us. He nourishes us. He embeds that truth in our minds like water dripping on a stone. You might not notice it right away, but slowly over time, the stone will make a deep groove. The water will make a deep groove in that stone. Just so God's word will will make a deep groove, will transform our minds and our hearts. He'll transform us into the likeness of Jesus Christ with the beautiful, living truth of his word. As we read it, he calls us, he empowers us to gradually release things that grieve him and to turn to him in greater love and obedience and surrender, and then we are more filled with him. And God can use us. And yes, we'll have more joy. We'll have a greater flourishing in our lives. And this happens as we will sit down and, and actually eat and consume God's word. Like any meal, we have to choose to sit down and eat it, don't we? We can't look at it and think, that looks like a delicious meal. I'm so glad I looked at it. I'm going now. You'd be hungry, right? You have to pick it up, stop, sit down, pick it up, put it in your mouth, chew on it, eat it, and swallow it in order for it to nourish you. <laughs> so you have to be intentional individually intentional to actually nourish yourself on that meal. There's many things we can nourish ourselves on. We think we can nourish ourselves on them. We're busy. We can, and we are, we are, there's so many things in this world that distract us. And many things that we think are going to feed us. Um, you know, things like phones, social media, TV, entertainment, and you know, these things are fine. I'm not saying they're not. I like that just as much as the next guy. But they're like junk food, really, aren't they? Um, We don't really want a steady diet of them. And they're not going to meet our needs. In some cases, they will actually hurt us if we spend too long there. But God can. So if we will intentionally come and nourish, intentionally choose to stop us, put aside distractions, come alone, Open his word or open your app. So don't put aside your phone if you're going to use it for an app. (laughs) And ask his spirit to speak to you and then read. Just read it. And then chew on it and digest it. Don't just read it and walk away. Think about it. Meditate on it. Ask, allow it to dwell in your mind. Ask God how it applies to you, what he wants to say to you. And then let him minister to you through it. And as we do that, God will nourish us. So this this requires intentionality, individual intentionality. But it also, I really think it involves corporate intentionality coming together to do this. Because we learn from each other, actually, a lot. We need each other. We encourage each other. We speak truth to each other. And um, Paul said in his letter to the Colossian church, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, 
singing psalms, hymns, spiritual song with thankfulness in your heart to God? How nourished do you feel when you come here to church and you sing together, sing scripture, or hear from God's word, hear spirit-infused preaching, hear the word spoken to you? We need to do that. But then when you come, don't just walk away, but respond to it. Come ready. Ask the Lord what he wants to say to you. Come with anticipation. He will speak to you every single time you listen. And then Bible study. So important. Yes, individual Bible study, but together where we can hear from one another because the Holy Spirit will say something different to you than he will to me. But you can help me by sharing what he says to you. I can help you by sharing what he says to me. And we can nourish each other as we share. And so we need to be together. Do not give up meeting together, we're told from Scripture. So yes, if you're not in a Bible study, I just really strongly suggest you join one and be nourished from each other. So that is how we can nourish ourselves. And I've spent, you know, probably, I don't know, 25, 35 minutes talking to you about this. And that's great, but now I want to give you an opportunity to actually experience this for yourself. It's one thing to be told it, it's a whole other thing to feel it and experience it. So, for some of you, I'm gonna give you three minutes, only three minutes, it's not a long time, to look at a piece of scripture. And that might feel a bit awkward to you at first, or for some of you, this is gonna be very familiar. Whatever the case may be, I'm just gonna ask you to simply read the scripture I'm gonna give you, and then allow the Lord to speak to you through it by reading it one time through quickly and then slowing down and reading it again and chew on it, meditate on it, ask God what he wants to say to you. Be ready to receive from him. So the scripture is Philippians 4, 4 to 8. It should come up on a, on a slide um, or you can open it in your apps. So it's actually only part of it up there. So why don't you go ahead and open it if you have a Bible or your phone. Just type into Google Philippians 4, 4 to 8. Okay? And then um, I'm going to give you three minutes now to just sit quietly, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And if you're at home, don't, we haven't gone away or, turned, or forgot to keep recording. We're doing this. Just keep, get your Bible at home and do this as well. Okay? So go ahead. Okay, so how did you find that? When we stop and ask, God, God's Spirit will speak to us through His Word. It is simple. Answering His invitation is just as simple as that. It's not hugely time-consuming or difficult, but done regularly, it is profoundly life-changing. So, I started by asking you, what would you do if you knew God wanted to talk to you this afternoon? And I end now by reminding you that he wants to meet with you every single day. No matter what time he's ready, he wants a living, breathing relationship with you. All you need to do, stop what you're doing, put aside your distractions, open God's word, and God himself will talk to you. He will say to you, arise, come my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. Will you answer his invitation? Let's pray.